views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. For those of you out there that have been listening to us for the past couple hours, well, welcome back to all of you. For those of you that are driving around and like, oh, man, what is she doing on now? Well, we started this hour uh, Thursday at this time just for those of you in the greater Seattle area and those of you that listen online at uh, KKNWAM 1150, the mighty KKNWAM 1150. Eric, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you, Dr. I Pat. I know. Here, look, I got you something. Here. Oh, that's very nice I of know. you. Thank you so much. It's a little Halloween cookie. Ah, uh, pumpkin cookie. There you go. Classic. <laughs> Classic is right. Uh, what do you think about Halloween? I love it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. I do too. I've always loved it. I loved it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the time, I think, growing up where if you grow up in kind of the neighborhood I grew up in, it was the time of year where you absolutely got to be something that you really weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very fortunate. I mean, I didn't grow up in a family where they said, oh, well, you have to be like this or you have to be right. a princess. I think my parents knew me being a princess was not going to work. That <laughs> that was not going to work. I remember one year I was Godzilla. Nice. That was it. That sounds I, like I a great costume. Be, I had to be Godzilla. I love Godzilla. Uh, another year, what was the other year that I was? I loved the whole vampire things, e- yeah. even as a kid. So that was I fun did a vampire for me. One did you year. do that the vampire fun, yeah. one yeah. for one year? Yeah. What do you make of all the vampire things that are happening now? Well, what do you make? It's kind fun. of an evolution, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of surprising that it's kind of become a thing for kids now, in a way, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, when I was growing up, vampires were real scary. Now they're like teen idols or whatever, you know? I mean, I they're, they're the newest metaphor for relationship therapy I guess now. so, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Relationships suck. Relationships <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's the vampire metaphor? <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, my God. No, you're right, though. I mean, but the, it's true because what's happening is... You know, the youth are taking a look at this, and it really, they are becoming characteristics and icons for relationships. I and, suppose, it, you know, it makes sense for the, the teenage, the teen set, because when you're a teenager, you're undergoing scary, spooky changes right, to your body, right, right. you're sprouting hair. Which, right. So if you know, it's not that far fetched to be a wolf man or to be a vampire, right. I guess, right? Yeah, no, it's true. Fascinating. And, you know, we always want to understand what I'm really impressed by with today's version of Halloween and vampires is what I'm really impressed by is I'm impressed by the notion of having good be through evil. Hmm. 
fascinating because we grow up. I mean, when we watched evil, it was evil. There was nothing good about Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry. Right. There was absolutely <laughs> zero, zero good about the original Halloween. Right. Zero. Uh, no. Well, you know, the, the original Halloween, didn't he have the, the hockey mask? Yes, he did. So, you know, Michael safety Myers. first. <laughs> so that was something. That was a message getting out to the kids. Safety first. Absolutely. <laughs> Wear the <safety>. mask. <laughs> Absolutely safety first. And the other day, this is really ties into our show today uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about archetypal dream work. But because it's really fascinating. I got to interview Dee Wallace again. She's a friend of mine. She's E.T. Uh, she's E.T.'s mom in, in the movie E.T. Uh, but after E.T., she actually uh, starred in one of my all-time favorites. Um, and, you know, when we think about her, we think of Cujo, The Howling. Mm. She starred in The Howling. And when I remember watching this, there's a scene at the end, which I won't share if you haven't seen it, but go see The Howling. And that, that vulnerability at the end of the movie, it was just, it was scariest part of the movie for me. Uh, so do we love to be scared? I think so. I think it's yeah. it, it can be fun, you know, as long as you don't take it too seriously. Yeah, that's right. But how about our dreams? You know, what about dream work? Do we want to have, you know, things uh, that show up, that bump in the night in our consciousness of dreams? Is that what we want? Or do we want to understand why they show up? You know what are this? What are what are these things? What by the way? What is archetypical uh, dream work? How dreams lead us to love? I know that I used to dream about the vampires. How they lead us to love? Uh, Mark Bergman joining us here today, and Mark Bregman rather, and Kristen Lancaster. Uh, and what we're talking about is stepping into this world that they both live in. You know how cool is it? For Mark and Krista to be known as these as these amazing folks that live in this world, you know, the secret of life, dreams. And what is it about dreams that we all relate to and understand least? Today, we're going to get to chat with them about a number of different things. I also I'm going to share something with you uh, and, and actually their book, Flesh Off the Bone. Mark, Krista, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat, for having us. Thank you. So let's, I mean, you know, you heard uh, Eric and I chit-chat a little bit about, you know, growing up, what things were like. And, you know, can you imagine being somebody like me that was so completely obsessed with, uh, I guess we call it the occult now. I'm not really sure. But but that world of paranormal, you know, that world of imagination and existence, you know, can you imagine me growing up and being completely absorbed by this as a kid? And then can you imagine me uh, what my dreams were like? What I'd love to ask you guys about is I'd like to ask you to talk a bit about uh, archetypal dream work, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, who would like to start that? Mark, Krista? Go uh, Mark. Well, I'm just going to say a, a little thing mm-hmm. that you had said. It's Halloween, things yeah. that go in the night. Yeah. And uh, exactly that's what the REM sleep is. It's things that go bump in the night are really us, things inside of us that then we we project, you know, onto the world. And 
but this is also there are dark things in the world. But the hard thing is, is that the things that bump in the night are inside of our psyches, and we and we dream about them. And um, that's the hard thing. You were saying like, well, we should should we do dreams? Should we not? And it's a lot easier to point fingers at the the the, the scary things in the world. It's very hard to see that we are we are part of that 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 we're not living in love and the divine even though we'd like to be most most of us but we live in fear and a lot of pain and some of us know it and some of us don't right and then we're scared we, we yeah. when we, we when we reject our feelings good or bad we become scared of the things in the night as we say which actually may be really important things for our own growth. Mm-hmm. Krista? Yeah, we get scared of the good things, too. Mm-hmm. As much as we say we all want love and why isn't handed on a platter and why isn't it all working out, uh, I find working with folks that sometimes the, the scariest moment is when the figures who come in our dreams bring us openings of love, and we're sure as, you know, sure can be running away from that, that source. And so, you know, what is the meaning of dreams but to bring us to these places that terrify us um, and show us the way through? And that's, that's the, really the big thing is the mm-hmm. dreams don't just plunk us you know, in something, uh, in some ter- terrifying moment or some glorious moment, they they are much more mundane in a way. I mean, your listeners might be, you know, nodding their heads like it's, you know, what happens in the kitchen in the morning or getting out the door. Those moments reveal what is inside us. What Mark's speaking of the scary thing, the reason why we can't, why we get. Um, you know, angry or we act out in some destructive way uh, is because it hits, you know, the moments of encounter and relationship hit places inside of us. And until we know about them, we're really operating out of a kind of reaction to something way deep down inside that we may not even really know about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could be... Um, you know, something damaging or deeply wounding that happened to us that we've, you know, chosen to sort of tuck away. And yet it's there sort of reverberating or emanating. And um, we may not know why we, you know, scream at our children when, you know, at the moment when suddenly that place um, is, is, you know, inadvertently activated. So, you know, dreams in so many ways are extremely transcendent and mm-hmm. extraordinarily transformational. And they also help us find out who we are, you know, with our partner or our, you know, close friend or the people we work with or our children. And we get to find out because the dream is like also like a mirror that shows us, you know, quite frankly, our, our own destructive tendencies. Instead of, you know, as Mark's saying, pointing the finger, we get to see, oh, there's that thing I do that actually pushes someone away or pushes away the person who would want mm-hmm. to be loving me. I love this. I'm yeah, so you, glad. You mentioned vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what you meant by it, but in our work, mm-hmm. that comes up in the in the dream as the girl, usually between the ages of six to eight. And the girl is, in, in Carl Jung's The Red Book, she's the divine. 
or 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 just we would say it like, well, she's our own soul. So the so another thing that the dream wants to take us to is that we die to our soul, like we become this eight-year-old girl in terms of the capacity to feel everything and be in relationship with each other and the divine from this place of acute vulnerability, not from our head, not from an idea of love or or resentment. So it cuts through all those to the inevitable. I was a stream I wanted to share with you that I had. Well, let's let's ago. let's just take a short break, and when we when we come back, I want to hear all about that. But you know, part of one of the things that I flagged in the book is exactly what you're talking about, Mark. And I and, and it's a paragraph that you know I, I read it over and over again, and probably you guys are going to have to help me with that. And and what you say is the you know you say the vulnerability is that passion, that consciousness of soul's desire for union and the pain of the loss of that connection. All the terrible things that have happened to the soul in its travels, particularly spirituality. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to hear about Mark. We're going to hear about dreams. We're going to open up the phone lines for you guys to get some help with what's going on in your dream state. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you interested in learning about how to add more eco-conscious living into your life? Amy Willis, broker and owner of Rhino Roz Realty, is dedicated to helping people buy and sell healthy homes. She strives to educate people on incorporating more green features into your environment. Rhino Roz Realty wants to be a resource before, during, and after a transaction. Whether someone is buying or selling a single-family home, multifamily, condo, or investment property, Rhino Roz can provide the service and knowledge that is needed to make informed decisions. For a free market analysis or more information about greening your home, contact Amy at rhinoroz.com, R-H-I-N-O-R-O-Z.com, or call 206-508-1250. Rhino Roz Realty, charging on your behalf in the Northwest. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Tune in each Tuesday at noon Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie Kroll, featuring weekly segments with David Eisen and the Shocker Sound System. Each week, you will journey through infinite possibilities, expand into social potential, and find beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. Changemakers from around the world will explore what's emergent about the environment, relationships, health, the arts, education, and the evolution of consciousness. Visit TheDrJulieShow.com. Are you tired of being bloated and nauseous? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know eating unhealthy foods eventually leads to an unhealthy digestive system? Did you know eating the most healthy, nutritious food doesn't necessarily result in a healthy body? The stomach must be healthy in order to properly digest, metabolize, and utilize even the best of nutrition. Without proper digestion from the stomach through the intestinal tract, the nutritious value is not absorbed and the improperly digested food can be more toxic to your body than helpful. 
You can be doing all the right things and getting all the wrong results. In fact, other organs may also be interfering with your stomach's ability to digest. Contact us today for your appointment at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. Or visit us at maryjanemack.com. Nice, Eric. Good job. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I get to chat with Mark uh, Bregman and Crystal Lancaster. And they are the author of a book I have here, which I just got done talking to them about, which is absolutely jam-packed powerful. I mean, I was reading this book and I had so, so many things to ask them about. Uh, and that paragraph that I read was part of the book, and which I hope we'll talk about here. Uh, but the book is called Flesh Off the Bone, Dream Descent Through Past Life Trauma. Great book. lot of stories in here. A lot of examples, dreams in here. You know, chapters on one of them, Our Pain Remembers. You know, I mean, this is very, very cool stuff. And written in such an amazing way that, you know, the complex, in my view, uh, in my view, Mark, Krista, uh, the complex nature of this for me is best explained in the way that you've done it through stories, example and meaning. Um, It's just really a very cool book. I I, I thought to myself, you, you've done a lot of work in this arena. I mean, you you folks are the go-to people around this. What is it about, you know, the way you wrote this book? You know, what did you really want listeners to walk away from here? Well, uh, Chris will answer most of this. I just want to say that we wrote the book during a time where we had just, like, we've been together for, like, 28 years as a fellow uh, building this uh, dream work. And then we've been married now for four and we got married. Suddenly our dreams changed and this, uh, and opened up these things about our past lives and so forth. So we, the work really took a different direction because we really didn't talk much about past lives or quite frankly, I'm not sure I believed in them. Uh-huh. And everything to me in a dream was a metaphor. But that really changed. And uh, the book came out the last four years of that work. And um, through the work that Chris and I did, just looking at our dreams in relationship, as soon as we got together, it changed. The whole thing changed. And uh, as far as our looking at um, who we were together in the past, which came up in our dream work. So that's what the dream is based on. Uh, and um, Krista, you want to comment on more on that? Mm. Well, it just seems like kind of a great story to to tell people that um, it was a, a kind of a great love story and also it was a real story about facing into uh, kind of deep, terrifying caverns inside ourselves and having this journey externally and internally that we, we sort of agreed to go on when we stepped into that relationship together. And um, 
we were in the midst of powerful forces, and um, actually I think it helped to be able to write sort of from the edge of the volcano as it was exploding because it grounded me in the journey that we were in, and it gave a context for um, what we were doing. We were sort of traveling the world and um, really bringing uh the word you know the the insights about the dream and what the dream can really give people mm-hmm. and at the same time we were in our own um sort of roiling journey together yeah. and um I-, I loved writing it because um i was saying things that i could only i could never have the recall at this stage of my life to to look back and write and so we wrote as we were going through yeah and um, so it was extremely immediate and, um, you know, powerful. Yeah, that's what I picked up from it. You know, it's kind of like what I was sharing with you during the break about, you know, when things show up uh, in the immediacy of our lives, right? Uh, and and then also, you know, how they get reflected in, in our dreams, you know, and how we are able or not able to make sense of them. You know, I can't tell you how many times, more often than not, people say, oh, my gosh, I had this really weird dream. You know, it was a really crazy dream. I had this dream, and this is what it's about. And most, most folks don't even remember. But they just know it was a crazy dream. And, and, and they ask themselves, well, I wonder what it meant. And there are more people than not that don't really have that skill, that knowledge, to be able to make that interpretation. What I loved about the book, was the way that you shared not just, you know, some some very, very interesting and powerful uh, insight, but also some of the stories, some of the dreams that you shared. So, so one thing that we could start with mm-hmm. in, as far as the book is is, is a specific story. Uh, unless, I don't know if we said it the last time. It's mm-hmm. a story, like, probably not, which is a past life memory that uh, was – and the symptoms of it for you, Krista, was this this fear that you always had throughout your your life. Right. So yeah, I had uh, Dr. Pat. I had really had uh, PTSD, and I had no idea where it had come from. I didn't even know what it was, but I would always wake up screaming, like screaming, you know, uh, like a wild a wild scream that would reverberate through the house. And I never knew where that had come from because in, in, in my life I had not experienced anything uh, terrifying in terms of violence or war or, you know, rape or um, physical uh, abuse. And um, as, as soon after Mark and I got together, I began to have dreams of devastation and uh, and you know, finding a village that had been completely burned out. And um, it's sort of a string of dreams like like that culminating in, um, well, at the same time, I had this understanding that we needed to go to southwestern France to mm-hmm. find out about what had happened really there in the earliest uh, form of the Inquisition. So I had these two things going on. I had dreams of devastation and, and this kind of pull to go and find out about this group of people uh, your listeners may have heard of called the Cathars um, in uh, 13th century France who um, who were basically Gnostic uh, mm-hmm. believers. And um, I felt this need to go and find out and find out about Mary 
and the myth of whether she really had come, Mary Magdalene, to France from uh, Egypt just fleeing after the crucifixion. So I, I had all these things happening, and we we went. And, of course, it just brought up more memories, and we had more dreams, and we both um, were kind of thrown back into the past. There was one dream we had where there was a huge boulder. That, this was Mark's dream, and we were naked, and each strapped to this boulder and then sort of um, tipped off the edge of a cliff, and the boulder flipped, and at first... Uh, it was, I was face up and then he was face up. And that's really what happened during those years that we wrote the book that we each had, were invited by our dreams to go into deeper, um, trauma around that particular historical time. A big well, and one of us and then the other would be facing down into the, in, into the abyss of the well, which of course is our unconscious past, which we then did for, for years. Mm-hmm. And that's what the book is. Yeah, the book's the exploration of... Um, what was in that well for both of us. Right. And so for me, ultimately, um, you know, it led to going to visit... We visited the, the site of Montségur, uh, where the last stand of this particular group of people... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it's familiar to you, but they were um, they were burnt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, a hundred odd. Um, and after that, when I came back, I had... Um, I had dreams of asphyxiation, and I didn't quite understand why in my dreams, why it wasn't leading to a shift mm-hmm. in terms of the tension and terror that I felt, um, because I really kind of was adhering to this idea that I was a spectator of um, this terrible experience. And finally, actually, it was on Halloween, come to think of it, two years ago, um, that's so interesting. We went to the costume shop to get a costume for one of our kids, and I um, I went into this complete panic, and I couldn't breathe, and I came home, and I was in the experience of, of asphyxiation, and I said to Mark, you know, can you help me through this because it's, it's not moving, and he said, I think you have to accept perhaps the truth that you were also, you also died. And as soon as he said that, energetically, uh, the hold that that experience had on me shifted dramatically. Mm-hmm. And um, quite honestly, since that day, I have not had um, I, I, I have not had those symptoms. Like I, 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 you know, it was all it was all over. Um, so, you know, we learned a lot from this ex- our own experience of letting go of, 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 uh, of trauma and, um, in a deep, deep way. And so, um, you know, we lived through it, you know, and we wrote about it as we were, uh, as we were living through it and healing in a way that mm-hmm. is, is hard to convey. I think the book does convey how we came into healing mm-hmm. and um, okay. and uh, yeah. let go of, yeah. of these uh, symptoms. So, yeah. you know, that that's really, you know, what is your question of why write the book? Well, there was a lot about writing it to to help people understand that because a lot of people have trauma. I mean, never mind past life trauma. A lot of people have trauma in this life and, um, and, and conventional, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh, 
psychology doesn't always know what to do with it, although there's some wonderful pioneers. Yeah. Well, let's do this. um, Let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about, you know, what we can learn from our dreams. You know, what what do they want to teach us? Uh, And, you know, what do we do with this? What is the best way to get in touch with this? Why would we want to do that? That and much more. We're going to take a short break on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back. Come alive and shine with the Alive and Shine radio show with Adil and Savitri. Widen your perspective, learn to heal yourself, and clarify your power of choice so that you feel truly alive and shine. The Alive and Shine radio show is your how-to guide for creating a life in which your dreams come true. Listen live each Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time on KKNW or at aliveandshineshow.com. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Bite Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit BiteBackForACure.org. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. If not today, one day you will need chiropractic care. Before you choose one, get a copy of this special report, Five Keys to Selecting the Right Chiropractor, available free, and you can read it in about six minutes. Get the care you need, when you need it, from the right chiropractor. Visit wellnessone.net or call toll-free 866-499-7509. Go to wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. 7509. Get your shift together with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden Saturday, November 16th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Seattle Center for Spiritual Living for this collaboration between two of the most inspiring teachers, highlighting their unique paths as they explore the latest scientific studies and how this information can empower you during this critical period of our history. Making a difference in the world starts with you. To register, go to joedispenza.com slash events. That's joedispenza.com slash events. Yes, yes, yes. For those of you out there going up in a generation that I grew up in, okay, it's Halloween. Can't wait to see what Mark and Krista have to say about this next comment. 
For those of you out there that sat through the entire first Nightmare on Elm Street, you had a certain view of dreams and dreamland. That movie was the all-time next to Eric, right up there, right next to Jaws, with mm. the, one of the all-time scariest movies. Why? Because it talked about our dreams. Mm. You know, it talked yeah. about what happens in the dream state. Is it real or not? Right. Wow. I got scared of that movie. Did you? The first one I'm talking about. I didn't watch any of the others. But, uh, yeah, that was scary. Well, our dream's scary. Do you dream, Eric? Do you dream at all? I, I do. Uh, yeah. Do? I have yeah. a hard time remembering my dreams. I, I do, dreams, too. Maybe but, we're going to uh, get I, some tips here. I know that I do dream. Yeah. Mark, Krista, thank you for joining us here today. We're going to give a copy of the book away, but before we do, uh, what's the best way for folks to find out more about you and about your work? Because you give workshops, you give lectures, you're very, very busy in this arena. So um, the best way to find out more about us is to go to our website, which is North of Eden, just the way it sounds, northofeden.com. And um, we have all our books are available through the website. You get to read stories and uh, read about um, people who do the dream work and and, their, and hear their songs and read their poetry. We also have this very um, cool thing called Submit a Dream, where anybody who's listening can send in a dream. It can be a dream from the past or the present, um, one that's been bothering you for a long time or a brand new one. And one of our really highly trained folks will write back and give you a sense through your own dream of how uh, we work with dreams one-on-one. Because we do both group work, uh, as you were saying, Dr. Pat, around the country in retreat centers and here in Vermont. Um, And we also work with people all over the world uh, thanks to Skype these days. Yes! We love Skype, don't we? <laughs> no, we do. <laughs> you, know, okay. I, I, here, you know, here's the thing. Eric was, we were just talking a little bit about dreams. I certainly talked about watching Nightmare, of Elm, Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, you know, years ago. I think decades ago. M- m- my life was never the same. I mean, you know, that portrayed a picture of, of dreamland that was horrific. Now, people would say, you really watch that, Dr. Pat? Yeah. I'm a little science fiction, kind of scary horror girl, grew up with that kind of thing. Uh, Would I ever watch it again? No. Eric also mentioned that, you know, he does dream, but he doesn't remember his dreams. So I would love for you guys to take us on a little journey about what dreams are, what should we look for, and why is it some of us, most of us, don't remember our dreams? (laughs) So my, one of my favorite parts of uh, of dreams, I mean, there are there really are, there are dark parts, and there there are there are, are there's a lot of love in in them too. There's a lot of different things, but the general thrux of the journey is that in stage one we have to get underneath our personas, our idealized self, and really learn to feel. And in Carl's Red Book, that's what he calls the desert. And then the stage two dreaming, which in the Red Book Carl calls the descent into hell, it's really going back into trauma, but also the capacity to feel, learning to feel instead of thinking about feeling. Um, And so the threads of different feelings are all accumulated 
in stage one work, advanced stage one work, and then the alchemy of transformation occurs in stage two, utilizing all these feelings. Now, it's a complicated thing. I'm not meaning to confuse folks. That's a general thrust of different types of dreaming. And then the elements of the dream, it's really extraordinary that there are real beings in these dreams that are part of an archetypal world. And, and one of them is the child, the child self, which actually is a part of the, each dreamer. But mostly in dreams, you as the dreamer will be with the child, either pushing the child away or hitting the child or loving the child or saving the child. But the goal of the dream is that you actually become the child to remember and feel everything that the child feels and remembers. So because the child holds all our lifetimes in its memory. So it also holds the capacity to feel divine love and to feel suffering. And so it, it, it is really the bee's knees of the dream to learn to, to die to the girl. And um, the dream I was going to say that I had had uh, a couple of years ago was there was this girl and this bear, and the girl was crying, and she was in this cluster boxes in the post office, not in the office, but like in a place where there's apartments, there's mm-hmm. all these these put these cluster boxes yeah, in the yeah. she's putting in all these letters and crying. And I was there with her and the bear and I said, What are you crying about? Mm-hmm. I send all these letters and nobody answers. Wow. And and of course the letters are the dreams that she reaches out to us. But we ultimately are the girl. And mm. and eventually one of the great things that happens in dreams is also reflects the great transformation of our psyches, our consciousness, is in the dream we become the girl. We feel ourselves as the girl, and the boy is another part of it, and with all that the girl knows and all her capacity for divine relationship, which also reflects a new way to be with others. It's such a profound miracle of the dreaming, of of the dream. And Carl Jung makes it the, the most important figure in the Red Book. She's called Salome. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one figure. And the other one is the animus and the anima, which are the teachers of the dream. We can't be the animus, but we can learn from him and her. Learn to face our traumas, learn to face our, to our feelings. And oftentimes the animus which Carl Jung calls him a trickster, he'll be like a mirror. Sometimes he'll appear really dark when he's not. Right. Just that we're projecting our own fears onto him. And sometimes we actually encounter demons or dark figures that have really uh, possessed us. So it's a complicated group of of inner the inner world, not unlike Narnia or that kind of... Uh, these mythologies that we know about, mm-hmm. um, Tolkien, fairy tales. Yeah. It's, all, it's all in there about this, 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 this story of slaying ourselves, really slaying the dragon, really slaying ourselves and dying to the girl. So it's a very deep, almost shamanic process, if you can call it that, that um, Carl really didn't, the Red Book was hidden for his whole life and yeah. beyond. Mm-hmm. It was not acceptable to understand our journey and our predicament in this way. 
So uh, we're, you know, it was wonderful after 40 years of doing this work, finding the Red Book and and something that I've been uh, shown about this other level of mm-hmm. reality that is so accessible in the dream world. So, so the anima and the animus and the child are, are, are there to help us. And, but we have to understand that we, we're lost from our deeper feelings. And you can't, if you interpret the dream, you're going to miss it. But the, the role of the, therap- the therapist is to help the dreamer feel through the dream. That's oh, the thing yes. Well, let's talk about that because this is a big distinction. And, you know, that's the point I wanted our listeners to understand. You know, we think about dreams because we think about them. We don't feel through them, right? We think right. about them. And yet, I don't know anybody listening to this show or anybody I know that hasn't felt their dreams, right? I mean, and Eric was was sharing a little bit about that, and I was sharing a little bit about this when uh, during the last break, where um, you know I have a, a friend that uh, every time, and this has been true, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, every time that there is something really troublesome that happens in her life, I have a dream about her, and I wake up and I'm very clear about it from a mental point of view, but it's the feeling that's haunting. You see what I'm saying? This is why I'm so glad you brought that up. Right, because everything in the dream is really a part of us. Yeah. Sometimes the dream will use people that we know. It's really a reflection of something within us. So we have to understand the language of the dream as it pertains differently to each person. So a very picky thing when we start to work with somebody to really find out who these figures are in terms mm. of their experience. Mm. We don't just have a dictionary of, well, an owl is this or mm-hmm. a woman is that. It's how you feel or project onto that person that the dream uses to reflect something within you. Mm. So clearly, without getting personal, there's something about this friend of yours that relates intimately to you and and the, and, and the crisis that, that you experience. Yeah, I, I, I have to tell you, without getting real personal about it, you're right on. Let's take a short break. <laughs> Yeah, all the stuff you don't want to hear right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, So for those of you out there, if you're like me and you're dreaming about these folks, I love that. It's about us. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to be talking, you know, with Mark, with Krista, a bit more about, you know, what we can expect when we do this work. But also want to give a copy of the book away. We'll do that when we come back. Uh, Let's do it now. First caller, I'd like to give a copy of uh, the book, Flesh uh, Off the Bone. 1-800-930-2819. I'll do this so that we can pick this up during the break. 1-800... Oh, wait. Wrong phone number. I'm getting a ping. You did the wrong phone number. Right phone number is 425-373-5527 for the book. 425-373-5527 for the book. We'll be right back. When I walk into... The promised land We've been too long American dreaming I think we've all Lost the way Do you ever wonder why you feel off balance Now to focus most of your life? Would you like to have an aha moment every day? The Michelle Bond Show Awaken to a new reality Will empower you to feel wonderment Every moment of every day 
This hit show provides healthy, empowering knowledge and information which gives hope to everyone from the healthy to the health challenged. Get ready to restore and maintain your wholeness, mind, body, and spirit through learning the latest complementary and alternative healing modalities. Your new reality will introduce you to an unlimited world of possibilities with the gumption to take epic action for your life. This call-in show with wholeness coach Michelle Bond will give you insight to a wide range of topics, from nutrition to lifestyle choices to manifesting your wildest dreams. Tune in Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the uh, humorous side of uh, Halloween, the Adams Family, of course, a favorite. Uh, thank you, Eric, for that. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Mark, Krista, why don't we take a minute and please give people an update on what you've got going on, what the best way for folks to connect with you might be. Yeah. Well, something we do is come out west. Um, we're based in Vermont, but we come uh, to the Brighton Bush uh, Retreat Center in Oregon in May, and we go to Esalen at Big Sur in March. And um, we do a group process that uh, is really an extraordinarily powerful way of delving into, as we've spoken about, the, the heart or the feeling core of the dream. 
and uh, we call this string therapy. And uh, so folks who might be interested in that sort of a group process where your dreams actually get worked within a group and the other members of the group jump into the roles of the bear or the woman or the girl or the lion, and um, it really helps to bring um, the dreamer into the experience that the dream is offering so that it doesn't stay in a sort of um, more intellectual state. And so we're, we do that at all kinds of places, uh, Esalen and Brighton Bush and also Hollyhock up in British Columbia in the fall. So um, that group process is, is, a, is a very powerful way to feel what the message of the dream is rather than analyzing or interpreting so um, you can find out all about um, the dates of those retreats on our website at northofeden.com. Um, and uh, we'll be, we're in different places, and we're at home at our own retreat center in Vermont, which is um, a really wonderful place up in the mountains here. And there's something about being in a retreat setting which allows everyone to, to open up more into the unconscious. Perfect. Boy, that's a busy, that's a busy schedule, isn't it? It's a busy time. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about what some of the, the messages might be for people that um, are experiencing dreams and they want to know more about them. You know, what's, what's the best way to kind of go about that? You know, you wake up one morning and it's like, oh my gosh, you won't believe the dream I've had. Uh, but not all dreams are like that. I've had dreams where I wake up and it's like, oh, I had a dream, you know, like that. But each dream does have a message in it, doesn't it? Yeah, every dream really has uh, something in it. Um, and so what I would say is write everything down. As you start writing everything down, uh, you know, the bigger dreams will come. Sometimes people have just a fragment or an image and... Um, and they think, oh, that's nothing. But often I work with somebody and they'll just they'll have a three words and it's just the exact opening to whatever experience or knowledge the person needs. So there's actually really no, there's no discounting of any dream. And so if, if you have a dream drought or you don't know, you haven't remembered your dreams in a while, uh, do the old trick of keeping a pad and a pen next to your bed and just write down anything that um, you wake up with, and it will develop. It's like exercising. Yeah, once you start, especially when you start doing something with them, like doing this kind of work, then your psyche wakes up and says, oh, my God, they're listening. <laughs> and suddenly the dreams start flowing like a, like a river, like a dam breaks. But, you know, think about it from the dream's point of view, which is a living thing, uh, that you're not listening or you're not understanding what I'm trying to tell you if I'm the dream. So, you know, and then you're not, writing, and you're not paying attention to them when you, when you wake up. So it just becomes uh, a foggy thing. But, boy, after a few months of doing the work, everybody, 90%, have clear, strong experiences. But it's a muscle that has to be used and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to, uh, to to ask is, I mean, I know you mentioned that if people have dreams and they want to share their dreams with you and get some interpretation, that would be great. Uh, tell folks a little bit more about that and how that works. Um, you just go to our website, northofeden.com, and you hit uh, the button Submit a Dream. 
And uh, there's a little bit of information to send in, write in your dream and a couple of questions about your gender and uh, birth date. Free of charge. Free of charge, Mark's saying. And, um, you know, we have uh, a group of folks who uh, thoughtfully and uh, with a lot of wisdom respond to each person's dream. So there's nothing generic about the response. You will get a response and... um, and it will be sent to you. And then if you have further questions, you can be in dialogue um, with us. And um, our colleague, Bill Sincere, runs that. And uh, so many people have found that that's, that's a next step um, they can take um, from listening today. And you just think, oh, I just want to know a little bit more. That's probably the next step you could take is to submit a dream on our website, northofeden.com. We also have... Um, a lot of material on that website. So if you're curious, you can read a little bit more. You can read our journal. We have a journal of arts and music. Um, and we also have a school, the Center for Archetypal Dreamwork. And we actually have WebEx com- video conferencing um, all over the world. And uh, we have a student analyst training program. So if somebody's thinking, I want to learn how to do that, you can. And you can live in Des Moines, Iowa or Budapest and um follow our classes. Um, We have really um, found the best technology and we're really available uh, for folks via that technology. And also we have all, I think we have about 10 or 11 books and they're all for for sale or free. You can just read them online. And a lot of our folks talk a lot about their own work and their own experiences and we have a lot of uh, tape material so it's just a huge sight. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you guys for joining me here today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Um, to know that the dreams will take you all the way back to your soul and, and the deep healing of any wounds that you have, if you're willing to give them uh, time and space in your life. And, and I would add a point that it, it seems pretty clear after my whole life doing this that it's actually the hard things, it's the trauma that actually is the path to transformation and to the soul. And um, that's the new message from dreams that often is hard to hear mm-hmm. because we, we want we want to be healed of our symptoms, but to go back to when the thing happened and feel all of that, it's pretty, pretty scary stuff. And, Mm. uh, but that's the message of the dream. And, and that's the way to find the girl. Well, I mean, if we don't go back, I mean, we just carry all of that stuff with us forward, don't we? That's right. In a way we're haunted, you Mm -hmm. know, we're very on the Halloween theme. On Halloween. It's really true. Seriously we, we are haunted. Haunted by the past, and we're so scared to look under the basement to see what's there. And often, you know, at the end of the journey, there's that pot of gold, which is really the pure love that we're all is intended for us. Wow. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today, and thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. Really appreciate you, you inviting us back and for your enthusiasm. You bet. What yeah, a great you. what a great way to spend Halloween with you guys. I want to thank all of you 
for tuning us in, turning us on, and spending Halloween with both Mark and Krista, uh, talking about dreams, talking about, you know, how we can create happiness in our lives. And don't forget earlier today, our friend Daniel Rama Hoffman, and boy, those, the council of, uh, of so many things and her brilliant, brilliant work. What a beautiful day on air. Eric, thank you for all that you do. Uh, and I hope all of you have a wonderful, a safe, and amazing Halloween. We'll see you next time on the show. of radio by her listeners award-winning host dr pat basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential dr pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio tune in and dr pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You, beingyouclass.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Hi, I'm Michelle Bond, founder of The Bond Method. Nothing thrills me more than watching my clients heal themselves. I had a client come to me the other day who had high cholesterol. The doctors wanted to put her on statins. So I worked with her, and in four short weeks, her cholesterol was cut in half. She didn't have to go on statins. 
I will never forget how excited she was when she called me to give me the good news. When you're ready to stop messing around with your health care challenge and want serious results, then contact me at themichellebonshow.com. You are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. 